Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. So, Liz. Yes. You know, we always try to start Happy Hour with something funny or a new revelation that will titillate our listener to make them, force them to continue to listen. <laughs> I I got nothing today. Yeah, this is not, we don't have a lot of funny there's not tap a lot out. of funny going around. There's not a lot of funny going around. It's tap out time. Yeah. So we have not been put in the gulag yet, but so we're here podcasting. Our show is going to go on until <laughs> we're locked up <laughs> or we leave or we flee, I guess we flee. Exactly. Um, so the big news that we got this week and today's Thursday. And then on Monday, we got news that Pfizer is got their vaccine. It's 90% effective. It, can you uh, imagine the timing, Julie? It's uh, Look, it's just a total coincidence. It's sort of oh, like, right. you know, all these magical 800,000 ballots like showed up for Joe Biden in Pennsylvania starting on November 3rd. Do you think the ballot fairy had something to do with the, the vaccine? vaccine fairy? Yeah, they know each other. Look, I'm going to tell you something. You know, I've heard from apolitical friends, people who pay attention to politics, but they're not like we are like consumed by it. They are pretty outraged about what Pfizer did here. And I'm getting a lot of texts from people who are just like WTF. How did this company do this? And you know what, Liz? It's just another mask that's ripped off of all of us, not like we trusted big corporations, but how they are in cahoots with Democrats. They suck our tax money. They pretend that they're doing it all on their own, right, which is exactly what Pfizer did. But what they did here is really outrageous and warrants some investigation. I'm sure it won't happen. But well, it's like I know people say, oh, well, the mask is off. It's like, was the mask even on for this? Like this wasn't even they didn't even have plausible deniability like, oh, you know, these are the sequence of events and we couldn't have come out sooner. It's pretty much like, yeah, yeah, we did this. (laughs) We did this because they told the Biden campaign before they even told the Trump administration. So. So I want to back up here first. I am not supportive of a vaccine for a virus that has a 99.7% survival rate. It's fine if older people want to risk and take it. I'm not taking it. I think that it is a rushed process and it it gives me pause. So I just want to say I oppose this kind of rushed vaccine. I don't even think we need a vaccine for something that has like a 99.97% survival rate for people under the age of 70. I understand that this gives some people peace and solace that we can get back to normal, but I do think the process has been rushed. So I sort of object to that. But the bottom line is that this was part of Pfizer's vaccine was part of Operation Warp Speed, which was the president's program to get to 300 million doses of a vaccine by early next year. They were highly involved in the project. They signed a contract with the U.S. government for $1.95 billion in July for the first 100 million doses. So they have benefited greatly from the president's 
urge, you know, desire to get this vaccine to the American public as quickly as possible. But what transpired right before Election Day is Pfizer officials met with the FDA, who we know is still run by deep stater administrative state, you know, Democrats, lefties, um, and no matter who's in charge or what Trump appointee is there met with the FDA, suddenly they wanted to delay or enhance their initial study um, and make sure that they had more samples than they preliminary than they originally said that they would. So on October 27th, the CEO of Pfizer, after telling people publicly, including the president, for months that they would have some news by election day, which, again, you could say is sketchy. That's fine. I don't think that there should have been any specific deadline, but that's what they said. On October 27th, after meeting with the FDA, they changed the parameters of their study and said, well, we won't have this announced till after the election. Okay, that's fine. No problem. What we find out later, though, is they put samples in storage. They had far more than even they needed for their second study, put them in, uh, put the samples in storage and guess when they started testing those samples? Um, midnight on election day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that it probably was at 12.01 on Wednesday, November 4th. But this is confirmed. They started retesting the samples on Wednesday, gathered all of their data, presented to this sort of secret board that oversees uh, vaccine development, and notified the Biden campaign on Sunday before they told the president. That's just outrageous. It is, it's, isn't it? It's outrageous. And if if people can just take a step back and absorb what just happened, a private corporation that makes a lot of money in America and doing business in America and probably gets a lot of benefits for op by when they operate in America. I don't know if Pfizer is an American company. It might be German. Um, but we also, we paid $2 billion for it, That's but that, right. we'll, we'll get that there in a second that this corporation that has taken advantage of the American fruits, right. And, and, and our people have, have played a little game to screw the president over cause they don't like him. This is, if there's anyone who listens to this, doesn't understand that corporate America is, is your enemy. This needs, this proves it. Look what these people were willing to do just to screw the president over the man who I might add made it possible That's to get right. this vaccine developed so quickly and ready to distribute in record time. I might add furthermore, and this, this really does infuriate me and I know it infuriates you too. Scott Gottlieb, your favorite Scott Gottlieb, who is like the James Comey of what? He's the Anthony James Fauci. Comey of the FDA. He's the James Comey of the there FDA. There are so That's many. So funny. There are so many James Comeys that in at the top tier of federal government. But Scott Gottlieb, he was an FDA commissioner under Trump, right? He left. He immediately got seated on all of these big pharma boards, including Pfizer. So who coordinates? Now, as we know, Scott Gottlieb is like the top tier coronavirus panic pimp. He's on CNBC all the time. He writes, you know, columns for the Wall Street Journal. Well, they're, they fail to identify him as a Pfizer board member, which is outrageous too. But anyway, the same day that the Pfizer, so I'm sure that Gottlieb 
had some coordination between Pfizer officials and his old agency, encouraging the FDA and Pfizer to extend the sample size of this phase three trial without getting into too many details. The same day the Pfizer CEO announces they won't have the results until after the election, Scott Gottlieb has this panicked, I know I'm using panic too much, but panicked op-ed in the Wall Street Journal warning about a dark winter, which whose words are those? Joseph Robinette Biden. <laughs> Am I right? I'm sorry, you mean the, you mean the president-elect? Sleepy, Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Hunter's dad. The big guy? Granddad. Granddad to that poor kid that doesn't see her father. Yeah. So this is all so orchestrated. And the fact that not only did Pfizer notify the Biden team before the president or the HHS secretary, which uh, Alex Azar just confirmed on a radio interview yesterday, when the press announced this on behalf of Pfizer. The head of vaccine development for Pfizer told the New York Times that they were never a part of Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, that was a complete lie. F, F job. Right. It's a complete lie. That's and, and people, when this came out, I, I will give Twitter some credit, not Twitter, Jack Dorsey, but the people on Twitter, like within half of a second, people were were putting up screenshots of the press release dated July 22nd, 2020 that said Pfizer's joint operation warp speed in the U S has paid one, $2 billion for 150 million, uh, you know, uh, doses of this vaccine that they might develop. I mean, it was disgusting. Their own press release in July that announced their contract for the 100 million doses said in the first sentence, this is part of Operation Warp Speed. Of course, they benefited from the fact that a vaccine usually takes about five years to be approved by the federal government to go through all the regulatory hurdles. But of course, they knocked down all of those uh, roadblocks thanks to Operation Warp Speed. The whole idea that anyone from Pfizer, let alone the head of vaccine development, would tell the New York Times that that company did not benefit from that program. It's ridiculous. And guess absurd. What else happened Monday, Liz? I don't even know what Monday is anymore because the days all blur together. So I'm like, oh, I don't know a lot. Ten ten years ago. It's uh, so Monday. Pfizer CEO also sells 60% of his personal shares, personal stock, $5.6 million at almost its one year high, $41.94 a share. It spiked up to $41.99 a share, 15% spike um, on Monday. He dumps his stock. So do several. Now, this was part of an arrangement that they make to try to give the impression that it has nothing to do with insider trading. Um, But obviously, he, he knew uh, for months that this was going to happen, that Pfizer was going to get a big jolt in their stock value. And several other Pfizer executives sold their stock on Monday, too. That's, uh, that's curious, isn't it? Sure is. Very curious. Um, so, again, here we have some proof on a platter for you that these corporations are not your friend they're literally your enemy they're willing to risk your life allegedly right right? to to make a political point when they have no business being political at all at all and they are 
And that's even more disturbing. And so my personal opinion is that people need to be more mindful about where they spend their money. Do not give these monsters the bullets to shoot you with. And that's what you do when you use the services of these corporations, not necessarily Pfizer specifically because they're, you know, they're a pharmaceutical company and it's chances are you probably can't get medicine from another company if it's something that's under, uh, that's not out of patent, but think very carefully about how you choose to spend your money and where you choose to spend your time, like Twitter or Facebook, because these big corporations are willing to sacrifice your well-being just to make a political point. And they have no business being political, all while they benefit from mm. the conditions in America. So that's yeah. exactly right. Now, think if now if, if we were still waiting for the vaccine news, that's fine. But the fact that these samples were put in storage for the specific purpose of delaying it, restarting it the day after the election, not this all stinks so much. And think of what was happening a couple weeks before the election, right? We were back in coronavirus, full panic mode, second surge, you know, a million positive tests a day, dark winter, you know, Biden saying, I'm going to shut down the virus, not the economy. Like they hyped all that. So what happens this week? Now you have Anthony Fauci, who is the James Comey of Anthony Fauci of Scott Gottlieb. (laughs) You have Anthony Fauci now all of a sudden saying, oh, you know, next year is going to be so much better because we have a vaccine. Put that, rewind that and put that 10 days ago and tell me that the president would not have had major bragging rights for such an accomplishment, would have put especially older people at ease about the availability of a vaccine. They specifically denied him that. Well, also, it made Trump look like a liar because he had been saying, oh, no, the vaccine is coming. Mm -hmm. You know, we should have something in. Remember, he kept saying, oh, no, we're really close to a vaccine. He kept giving people updates and then it kept dragging out and dragging out. And he could never say, oh, I did this. And again, this is despicable. This is absolutely despicable. And I agree with you. I'm not a super fan of taking a rushed vaccine myself. But, you know, I feel like if you're in a super high risk group and maybe you're a first responder or you're elderly and you are in a nursing home, you probably voted for Biden and didn't know it. But, you know, if if you want to take that, then I think you should have that option. But this is just really just despicable. And at the same time, we're getting all this fanfare. Um, We're also hearing all of this excitement over Biden's coronavirus task force. Have you heard that they're all talking? Biden assembles his scientific advisors like mm-hmm. um, Rahm Emanuel, who's like a fan of euthanasia, but Ezekiel, his brother, Ezekiel, his brother. right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're the same. I know they um, the um, the enthusiast for uh, euthanasia. But now we're hearing about this big coronavirus task force. Well, I'm sorry. If you have a vaccine, why do we need a fucking vet task force? Well, this was the ruse all along. They knew that this was going to happen. So they knew that Joe Biden could go out there and exploit the deaths of 230,000 Americans and blame Donald Trump for it, claim that he never did anything while basically Biden's plan was exactly the same, where they knew that because of the work of Trump's own coronavirus task force and Operation Warp Speed, that if they 
they're going to be able to tout this vaccine somehow as their own accomplishment. And that everyone's, even though they're talking about some of his advisors are talking about more lockdowns crazily, but they knew that all these pieces were going to start to come together for them around Inauguration Day where he would either claim success, Biden somehow, or prevent these lockdowns from coming, threaten the lockdowns over and over, but know that it wasn't going to be administered. I mean, this is such a deceptive, this is such a deception of the American people. Aside from all the other lies we have been told over the past eight months about this fucking virus from face masks, use face masks, don't use face masks, right? I just looked again at this uh, U.S. uh, Surgeon General who also should be fired immediately. These don't work. You know, the World Health Organization, Fauci, Adams, all saying in the spring, face masks don't work. They're not because don't get a face mask because we'll run out of PPP. It was, or PPE, sorry. Um, It was, they don't work. Well, they don't work. So we went to that. Then we make up this pseudoscience of social distancing that hasn't worked either because what's the biggest spreader of coronavirus by far? A household. So they shove everyone in their houses. Where, so they can spread it. <laughs> I mean, everything we have been told has been completely wrong or totally fabricated lie to deceive us, to control us, to crash the economy. So They hope the Democrats would come in and rescue everyone. Yeah, there's Um, really no way, like, reviewing the things that have happened over the last five years for people not to come away with some serious distrust in these institutions and the people that have a lot of power, right? I mean, how can you watch what they did with the Russia hoax, the impeachment, the incessant hit pieces on Trump every single day, every single thing that happened, the the whistleblowers, the this, the leaking. And now we're playing games with this, with a vaccine. Poor Trump gets hit. You know, I didn't even start out as a Trump supporter. Mm -hmm. I I, became, these freaks pushed me over into this side because I just think it's so unfair. He was really never given a chance and the people voted for him. And, and, and it's just disgusting. I, I hope that people are understanding what's happening. I hope people see how this virus and the vaccine have been politicized. Um, Weaponized. Weaponized. I, when I went to Nevada to vote a couple weeks ago, I went to go vote in person because obviously I don't trust mail-in ballots. And um, I voted in person. And normally the place I vote is in a mall. Um, It's inside a giant mall. And it's kind of like in the center, you know, where it's got super high ceilings because there's like three or four floors of the mall and it's like this big area roped off and they have a place where you go in to, and you you know ask for your ballot there's no id in nevada because it's anything goes but you go through this process but it's in this giant mall but this time you know because we have the coronavirus it was in a tent outside the mall right so the tent is much smaller than the mall okay if you're going to talk about being cooped up and sharing air with everybody Instead of going in a giant, huge open mall, now everybody's cooped up in a tent. And it was about the same size. So you've got about 30 or 40 people voting at once on computers on something that is extremely enclosed and much smaller than the mall. And it's like any thinking person would say, I do not understand how this is safer than going into a mall. 
other than people like squirt down the screens with like, I don't know, bleach so that you don't get it on your fingers. I don't know. But that, that it's this kind of stuff. Like it's the social distancing, the exercising with a mask on, making okay. kids wear masks when they're playing soccer. And yep. it, 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 you don't have to be a scientist to just w- wonder what, how is this remotely scientific? I don't think it is. I think it's a, it's a, it's a tool. Now, scared. here in Illinois, our governor has imposed new lockdowns on restaurants. And you know this, Liz, my, my husband and I we go out to dinner quite a bit. We like to, you know, we just go eat out or meet friends or whatever. So we went to our one of our favorite steakhouses here in the suburbs. The, <laughs> we're walking through. We, we took our daughters out for dinner. We're walking through. It is like, uh, it's like a freak, like a, a, what do they call it? Like the mirrors. It was like a hall of mirrors. Oh, like a like fun a, house. Fun house It mirrors. was like a fun house, but it was a freak fun house. Like this, they have tents set, set up because somehow if you have big tents set up, but you have one side open. I mean, it was 40 degrees last night in Chicago. It was, it was chilly, but they have one side of the tent open. They have portable heaters set up everywhere they have plexiglass i mean we're looking around just laughing and it's surreal it's surreal and it's also it's cosmetic it's 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 nothing you're right it's just so cosmetic have you seen those pods like new york has these like pods you know on the sidewalk they're like plastic see-through enclosed eggs or something that you go in to eat like each party you know like you're two people three people four people that's not a Petri dish. I I just, I mean, there's obvious things people know to do when you're talking about something that's contagious, especially if you're at risk, you know, stay away from people. You should keep your hands clean. Um, definitely don't be in enclosed spots. But we know this is highly contagious. So the idea that nobody's going to get this virus, it just seems... It's naive to think that, and and I think I mentioned this last week, but we really never had on the table as an option, how do we learn to live with it, right? It was either, it was just, we have this virus, and now we need to shut everything down and lock people up. And look at Europe. Europe's in trouble again, and they're holier than thou on everything, and all their measures didn't help them one bit. Yeah, I mean, they're in or look at two countries in South America, the poor people of Argentina and Peru have just been completely abused by their government for six months and the cases keep rising. It is a virus. They had another study came out in New England Journal of Medicine of um, I, I should pull up the specifics before I start talking about it. But anyway, it was basically Navy recruits. They were quarantined for 14 days before they went to their camp, 14 days in isolation afterwards. They wore masks at all times. They could not, only could talk, took the mask off if they were eating or sleeping. They still contracted the virus, but out of 50 or so recruits who got it, only five showed symptoms. 50, the rest of them had tested positive but had no symptoms and they did everything right. So all of these protocols are bullshit. They do nothing but control people, crash people's businesses, ruin our kids' lives. These poor college students are living at police states run by inhumane, cruel college campus administrators. Their lives are, be- their lives are being altered 
their futures are being altered forever, irreversibly, because of these ridiculous so-called mitigation measures. And yet we still pretend like people like Anthony Fauci or Scott Gottlieb or any of these people have credibility. They should be in jail for what they've done. Well, and also it doesn't help people have trust in the government. You know, people now we already are in a very low trust environment already. And now people are like, why are you doing this to me? Because this makes no sense. And, you know, if they just keep pulling this stuff, like, again, you could see it when the warning started with um, the second wave and how, oh, my God, the death count is back and Texas has a million people. And you could see them priming again. These people are drunk with power and any pretense to give them more power. You know, they love it. So anyway, let's move on to something, I guess, equally. Well, I think this disturbing. works together, right? I think the Pfizer news and what they did just feeds into suspicions about this whole the illegitimacy of this entire election that every well, right. aspect has been rigged right so well, why don't you talk a little bit about the latest news we have well you know um a lot of people are a little curious there's a lot of reports and i mean a lot of reports and you know you always have the people that are put the tin foil on their tent their television antennas and they talk about chemtrails and you know there's always <laughs> going to be those people you know you you, you can't help that but th- there's a lot more people <laughs> than that a lot more I guess mainstream for now you know the 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 uh legacy media is trying desperately to marginalize everybody but a lot of people have questions because there's hundreds if not thousands of people with various reports on the scene um that have to do with voting irregularities and it's really curious because I remember in 2000 when Al Gore took 37 days to have his legal rights exercised about, you know, making sure that the election and the vote count was proper. And I don't remember all this same things being said by the same people. But now all of a sudden there's hundreds of uh, national security people or deep staters is we would call them, you know, talking about how dangerous it is that Trump just won't give up and let Biden win. And he does not even awake. He's probably doesn't even know what's going on. But you can <laughs> see this, this big effort to, um, you know, quickly move forward. But the Republicans and voters in a lot of these swing states. And I might add that the irregularities are in the swing states they are not everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they're just in the swing states mm-hmm. or mostly in the swing states. So, you know, there are g- recounts. Georgia is having a canvas and a recount and an audit. Now, an audit is so important because that's an audit of the whole election process. Mm-hmm. Um, a recount is just a recount. But if you audit it, you can see if there's any irregularities in the process. And that is a lot of the argument a lot of the arguments that people are making is that there's been a lot wholesale problems with the actual method and Michigan Wisconsin Pennsylvania Georgia are uh the main the main places there's some suits filed in Los in Nevada um a couple people were saying that there was a giant Harris uh, Biden van I guess Biden Harris for right now but in a couple weeks it'll be by it'll be Harris Biden Obi Harris Buttigieg or whatever the plan is. That's um, right. When but, she knocks him down the stairs. Yeah. Exactly. Whoops. It's totally <laughs> going to be like a like a soap opera scene or something. Whoops, Joe, you're you're off balance. Anyway, um, so there was like a 
a Biden-Harris van in one of the parking lots in Las Vegas in Clark County, which is the county where Vegas is. That's the most populous county in Nevada. They were filling out empty ballots. And the governor of Nevada is the Democrat's piece of garbage. He sent ballots to everyone on the voter rolls, like everyone on the voter rolls. Um, So there were just ballots everywhere. And there's a lot of um, apartment buildings in Las Vegas. And so Las Vegas is kind of a transient town. And so there's a lot of uh, apartment buildings. So, you know, the postman just dumps these like that plastic container of just bat, like just leave stuff there and, you know, anyone could take it and fill them out. And so there was reports, two people reported that they were doing that right near the Harris Biden Harris bus, other irregularities about turning down the signature check accuracy. I mean, here's the thing. It's so important that everyone has faith in our elections process. Mm -hmm. Even if you lose and believe me, I've been, I'm a political consultant. I've lost, I've lost many times, usually Mm -hmm. because my client doesn't listen to me because I'm always right, but I have lost races and it sucks, but I don't think I've ever actually felt like I was cheated. That's different. We need to have faith in the system of electing our officials. And so when you see certain elected officials, politicians, and interest groups chipping away at all the structures that do provide us that confidence, things like showing an ID to vote, having people request an absentee ballot when when they do when you request an absentee ballot you are you are affirming your ad your mailing address and so you're saying i live here this is where i live send my ballot to me here that that that's another layer of insurance but when you're trying to get rid of a signature verification when you don't want people to show id when you just want to mail ballots to everyone on the voter rolls that you've never cleaned up how can you possibly say that your priority is ensuring people have faith in our system. You're you're not. And it's very suspicious. And all of this protesting about Trump doing recounts, the audits that have been filed, the media pretending that there's literally no such thing as ballot voting fraud ever. They're just like, oh, my God, that's crazy. When the New York Times, I know, had that was that that had to be that was just the chef's kiss of like (laughs) oh my god that whole we called every every state official in each state and they said the election was fine and it's like oh my gosh that that's like calling corporations and saying hey are you guys doing everything above board and they were like yeah it's like calling jeffrey skilling at enron and being like hey is everything cool with you oh yeah books are great no problem oh okay fine let's go it's like That's- asking my teenage girls, did you guys do your homework? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Teenagers <laughs> everywhere are, are, are questioned by parents. Did you do your homework? Unanimously say yeah, yes. Like, where'd the dent in the car come from? <laughs> or um, what's this charge on my visa? I mean, it's laughable. But, but to pretend that, one, there is no voting fraud is ridiculous when they just had to conduct an entire election over again in Patterson, New Jersey. No, in, in North Carolina, because a Republican was caught ballot harvesting and ballot harvesting is illegal in North Carolina. They did the whole election again. This happened. Everybody knows it. We didn't see this level of, oh, my gosh, this is this is outrageous. There's no such thing as fraud. Patterson, New Jersey, also another place. People all over were were before the election started, we're saying, I just got a ballot at my address and the person doesn't live here. And people are getting ballots for dead people. There were just just all sorts of, of, of evidence that 
there there was room for from for fraud and that the system wasn't secure but the media is just like they've they haven't they they've changed their metric like the first it was there's no evidence of fraud and then trump campaign officials and lawyers went on and they started listing they said we have 10 affidavits of people saying they were told to change the dates to backdate it so it could be accepted because some states have a requirement that the ballot is accepted only no later than election day other states have a three days, four days, a week, whatever. People testified they were told to backdate ballots. People were mm-hmm. testified that they were not allowed to watch the count. Also, something that is mandated. There was affidavit ballots after- showing up with no envelopes. Yeah, and of course, those are allowed to be counted. And 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 mm-hmm. people complaining. And so then the media said, "Well, that's not widespread fraud." You know, they were like, they changed from no fraud to that's not widespread fraud. And um. You know, it's again, it's it's very disturbing because the people have to have faith in the election process or else they're not going to respect the results. And when they don't respect the results, that's when you have a real you have civil unrest on your hands and not from the Antifa crowd, but from like the normals, the the regular middle class people. You know, and if you look at a state like Pennsylvania, none of this adds up, right? People like you said, you know, they they want things to sort of make sense. None of this makes sense. If you look at Pennsylvania, you had the House, the state House minority leader, a Democrat, lost his seat to a Republican. You have the state treasurer, Democrat incumbent, who lost to a Republican challenger by at least 80,000 votes. You had another statewide office where a Republican beat a Democrat. So even in the state of Pennsylvania, there was a red wave. They didn't pick up any House seats. They were trying desperately. One of Eric Holder's biggest projects was to flip one of the state houses in Pennsylvania because the state houses are going to be instrumental in redistricting that starts next year, even though they have Democratic governors and a lot of places, the state legis- the state legislatures make up the map and they and- make up election laws, too. But go ahead. Exactly right. So but I think Holder's big project was related to redistricting, yeah. but it's the whole thing. I mean, it all goes hand in hand. So you're right. But there was a red wave in Pennsylvania. It makes no sense that Joe Biden won this has won this state by now, what, 50,000 votes. Um, well- Trump has those are all Trump coattails. He just doesn't have a coat. Right. I mean, that's what we're being told to believe. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we were. Pro- OK, just rewind back to the beginning of the election. We were told that Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, yep. Olympia Snow slash Susan Collins, because they're the same. Tom Tillis, mm-hmm. Corey Gardner were they were they were Doomed. DOA. They were mm-hmm. done. They were yep. done. And. The Washington Post put out a poll a couple days for the election. Trump down 17 in Wisconsin. We were told that the House is going to pick up a whole bunch of seats right. and the GOP was going to lose the Senate and it was going to be progressive. Bloodbath. Right. Mm-hmm. Awful. And yet. Oh, and that, of, wait. And that Trump oh, was going to lose Texas. He was yes, going to lose yes. Florida. Florida. Yes. He was going to lose North Carolina and yeah. Ohio. Yep. That's right. Oh, they, it, it, I, there were some speculating he could even lose uh, Kansas. That uh, oh, Montana was up for grabs. Like yep. it was insane 
what these pollsters were saying. But that's what we were we were this is what we were told. I mean, we were told this. And in practice, not only did that not happen, the opposite happened. They did not put any money. I think that the NRCC, the National Republican Congressional Committee, which funds you know, keeping in incumbents, but only like the ones they like, not good ones like Tom Massey, but like bad ones like Paul Ryan. But still, <laughs> they did not spend a lot of money. They a lot of donors didn't give money to 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 do that because, oh, it's a lost cause. You know, it was a lost cause. Mm-hmm. And what happened? It what these races weren't even close, even Susan Collins won by seven points, not even a squeaker, not even a squeaker. Mm -hmm. And and at the same time, we're supposed to believe a a state like Ohio that Trump easily won. Right. How different is Ohio from Pennsylvania? They're not. I know a lot of people like to say, well, Pennsylvania and Michigan, Wisconsin, it's uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania are really the soul mates of these so-called swing states, which Ohio isn't anymore. How could they have such different results when they have so much of the same, you know, you've got several major cities with suburbs, you've got, you know, they're not just geographic, but their economic interests. They are very, very similar. How could that be so different? Well, I don't think it is. And, and on top of that, on top of that, we have a candidate who literally did not campaign. He not campaigned. They had no ground game. They weren't knocking on doors trying to, you know, get people to, you know, get out the vote. They were they were either collecting or fabricating ballots, but they were not campaigning. This 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 has to be this this Biden has to be the worst presidential candidate I've ever seen. Like actually, as far as operations go, um, well, what they knew he did, didn't have to. Well, right? but now we know, right? And everyone always wondered. What's he doing? The GOP was out registering voters. You know, Trump was having rallies. There was a lot of the usual campaign activity going on from the GOP, but nothing was going on with Biden. And it was just like people were saying, oh, maybe they don't want him to win. Maybe they secretly want Trump to to win again and and for some other plot. But now we find out they didn't need to campaign. They were they already had it in the bag. They already had it in the bag. That's exactly right. And really what happened in Pennsylvania makes no sense. I mean, and so I think well, they're in for a world of hurt because as is the case in many of these Democrat run states with the Democrat governor, um, Pennsylvania has a Republican upper and lower chambers. And the Constitution dictates that though the the legislatures of the states are the one that dictate the rules for how elections are conducted. And so the governor and um, wanted just a lot of no rules. He wanted to erase all the rules and they couldn't agree. There was law- a lawsuit filed against these last minute changes, like letting ballots come in for two weeks and no signature and all sorts of things. And then the, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court not only went with that, but made it worse. They changed the court itself, changed the rules and they can't do that. And so there were, were all sorts of things going on that were not approved by the state legislature, which are the ones who decide what goes on in the for elections processes. And in addition to that, they were curing ballots in in Philadelphia um, in it, at those precincts. And what that means is that if you vote and you can't tell maybe like a hanging Chad type situation, mm-hmm. maybe there was something wrong with your ballot. It wasn't clear. It wasn't reading it. Well, the people counting the ballots were allowed to, quote, fix your ballot. 
But that's not allowed in Pennsylvania. And voters in other counties, especially red counties, they weren't getting their ballots, quote, fixed. They were getting their ballots thrown out. And so this is very similar to the situation in Bush v. Gore in Florida, where Gore wanted to only have a recount in the lefty counties, but not in the whole state. And the Supreme Court said, you got to treat all the votes the same. Well, I think Pennsylvania is going to be in a world of hurt. And apparently they haven't saved the envelopes because once you take a ballot out of an envelope, you have no idea what ballot was fixed, which ones weren't, when they were accepted, any of that. And so it's it's quite possible that the Supreme Court will just say, you got to throw it all out. It, it really, Liz, and, you know, we're not dramatic people, like we're pr- politically we're practical people, but the Pennsylvania election has to be redone. There's no way it can stand, aside from the dispute about the three days post. I watched the videos, I watched a couple of videos about how these ballots, these mail-in ballots are processed in Pennsylvania. There's no human being checking the envelopes where you have to sign, right? So that's step number one. So you get, they separate, you know, they have the mail-in ballot, the mail envelope, and then they've got like, what do you call it? The secret envelope. So there's two separate envelopes. Those are put in separate piles. Then the ballots are taken and they're processed through a machine. At that point, you lose the connection between that ballot and whoever sent it in. And who cast it. And And who cast it. You and I don't have that, right? Because we went in Illinois. Believe it or not, I still had to show my ID. I have to sign. A girlfriend of mine signed her. The election judge flagged her and said, that's not your signature. She was like, well, it is. Well, you know, signatures change over a period of 10 years when you first registered, made her redo it. There is there was no way to now connect the ballots that are now counted to Joe Biden and these alleged signatures on the envelopes that were sent in. And not to mention that they were ordered by the Supreme Court to keep the ballot separate that had come in in that extra time frame that the court all by themselves decided to allow that again was, is a, is unconstitutional. They were ordered to keep those ballots separate. I'm hearing that they didn't keep it separate. So how do you know? I mean, so this can the Supreme court then throw out the entire election. I mean, it can get back to the Supreme court, right? Because the veto has the, Totally going to go. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine a state saying fuck you to a Supreme Court justice? Because they have. They just right? did. Right. And I, I don't see I don't see how. They're going to get around it. They're either going to either they're going to say every ballot cast in this county is, you know, is illegal or they're going to have to do the state over because otherwise, I mean, th- what's the alternative there you know, isn't. Uh, There's no way. It's such a catastrophe. Are there, you just going to let this this bullshit go down? I mean, the, it it's it's outrageous, and it's obvious that this was all like last minute trying to scramble and take advantage of this ridiculous coronavirus shit, you know, to do mail-in ballots, which is they right. they have a nut on for that. They've always wanted to do it, you know, to have universal mail-in ballots is much easier to cheat. So and in Nevada, they had over I think it was 600,000 ballots that did not have a human check the signature that were mail in. And not only that, but they changed the threshold for signature matching 
when I went in to vote okay. in person, I had to sign because I didn't do ID, but I did have to sign. And I had to re-sign again because I usually just sign my name with my initial, but I had, whenever I had signed something for the Department of Elections, I signed my whole first name. So I had to do it again. My mom had to do it again. She's 78. Her signature is not what it used to be. That's not unusual. However, however, they lowered the threshold for mail-in ballots down to like 40% accuracy. That's, that's a fact. That is not like I'm, I'm, I'm a tinfoil person. That's established. They know that for a fact. Can you imagine? But who in their right mind would want to do these things if they wanted people to have confidence in our system? Nobody. The only reason you do this is to cheat. But look, long term, regardless of what happens now, the Democrats don't want people to have faith in the election. They don't right. they want us to lose faith. So yes. we don't vote. Yes. <laughs> I mean, well, and they're part controllable. of their plan. Yeah, That's we don't right. fight them. And so we don't fight them what it is. So I hope that this is a wake up call for people on the right. And I mean, I have no faith in the GOP. You know, um, I think people should start changing their registration to independent um, and just be like you guys, because believe me, a lot of this stuff in states couldn't happen without the, the, the political industry superstars that are in the states that are Republicans. Not everyone who's a Republican is a MAGA person or a Trump person oh, no. or even or 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 doesn't or sh and shares that elitist attitude that, you know, um, the dumb people, the dumb inbred hicks of Georgia need a bunch of Andrew Yangs to move there and make, you know, and register to vote really quick so they can get some Democrat senators. You know, that's um, you saw that, right? Mm -hmm. Georgia's having a re is now. Thank God, Georgia's secretary of state. That's another, um, you know, contested election or suspicious election that he has ordered an audit and a hand count and re-canvas of the election. And, you know, it's possible that that will give David Perdue, who's very close to getting over 50%, he needs to get 50% not to have a runoff. Right. So depending on how that breaks, we could just deal with Kelly Leffler's re-election. But Andrew Yang, a bunch of celebrities and people, um, influencers, uh, jackasses at the New York Times are telling people, oh, go move to Georgia quickly and get and and get register and get res residency so you can vote. Now, I think that's a crime. Like I, I actually think that if you do that without the intention of living there, that is a leak. That is against the rules. So and it's also really condescending. Like why not let the people of Georgia pick who they want their senators to be? This backfires though every fucking time on these it people. Does. Like what is John Legend going to go and do a concert in Atlanta and, and somehow like this backfires every time they just don't get it. Um, but Look it was good. Governor Stacey Abrams is down with it. I mean, talk about someone who hasn't conceded. How I mean, about this woman it? Hasn't conceded. What's been two years <laughs> and she's still not conceded. Hillary Clinton never conceded. Al Gore never conceded yeah. the idea. And of course we have, you know, weasels like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass congratulating President-elect Biden and talking about how Trump, you know, should just concede and move on. But I will say, Liz, I do think that Georgia Senate seats give us good leverage because yes. Mitch McConnell wants those seats. The Republicans want those seats, regardless of what happens to Trump. But we are paying attention, right? So it's good to see the overwhelming percentage of the Republican power 
in Washington stay behind the president. Lindsey Graham has finally stepped up to the extent that he can. You even have senators like Ron Johnson, head of the Homeland Security Committee, who investigated the Bidens. He was asked the other day, why haven't you congratulated Joe Biden? He's like, there's nothing to congratulate him for yet. Of course, he is a senator in a state, Wisconsin, where Biden only won by 20,000 votes. And I believe that that's under a mandatory recount as well. So Liz, the whole Pennsylvania thing is a debacle. But let's just pretend Let's imagine, since we started off crabby, let's get to a good place. (laughs) Trump holds Georgia, which it's very likely he will. He kept North Carolina. He picks up Pennsylvania, picks back uh, Wisconsin and Arizona, which I think we'll have to go to a recount, too. He wins. Well, also, we our country will burn like there's, you know, I mean, if that happens, can you? I mean, you know, here in D.C., after the fake media announced that Biden was the president, even though none of the election results have been certified or anything, um, they announced they anointed him the president. You know, the shop owners came out and they took down all their plywood and stuff. It's like, okay, you know, because it's obviously it's obvious which side is going (laughs) to it's going to start rioting and looting. Right. It's not the Trump people. So, you know, I think I think it's going to be insane if that happens. I do. I I don't even know what to say. I don't even know. I, I just this has been a catastrophe. And I think people wanted to bring this to a head, you know, but there are consequences either way. It's just that with the Biden people, you will immediately have the consequences with like firing, burning and violence. But with the the 71 million Trump voters, which is or even 72 million, 73, what are 73 we at now? million. He's gotten 10 million more votes than the last time. Um, those people are also have a lot of power that I don't think has it hasn't been thought through, you know, like maybe the food doesn't get delivered anymore to New York. Your arugula doesn't come. Your gluten-free pitas. <laughs> That's right. Your avocado right. toast, also gluten-free. Your tofu, your raw milk. Yep. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe th- that doesn't happen anymore. Maybe it doesn't. I mean, I think, you know, there will be some retaliation. And look, we are we know the odds of this actually coming together is very slim for a number of reasons. And plus Republicans will just get cold feet for the very reason you just said. They know that this, you know, these cities are just going to burn down. People are going to go insane. I'm hoping for mass suicide, but that's just (laughs) me being an optimist. But, um, you know, they're going to they're going to lose their nerve. But um, no, they will, because sadly, they are cucks and they are very calibrated to the um, legacy media and they don't want, you know, Politico or the Atlantic to write a mean story about them. You know, that they don't want that. And so they want to be like, you know, in mean girls um, when the mom is like, I'm not like other moms. I'm a cool mom. Right. That's I'm not like other Republicans. I'm a <laughs> cool right. Republican. This is how, how these, how these, these people are. I mean, it's interesting to see who stood up and said, wait a minute, because you, this isn't even about Trump. 
This isn't about Trump. In fact, most of the stuff that has people angry isn't about Trump. It's not a cult of personality. People feel like their voices are being disregarded and they are being cheated and lied to. And that is what this is about. So even if you hate Trump and you're a politician, you know, you're a Mitt Romney, if you're intellectually honest, you have to say, look, there's some really weird things and we definitely need to figure it out because it's not good for people to distrust the system. But no, they don't say that. No, they don't. And I just think overall is take Democrats out of this. And I'm talking rank and file, tons of millions of people who are actual Democrats for whatever reason, because they love to be fooled. They love to be uninformed. They love to be deceived. Like that's what they get off on. They they don't care about facts or science, as they say. Um, they're like children. You know, they just need their fix or they're like drug addicts. They just need a fix of Trump hate like every day to get through the day. It's it's just like their oxygen. Um, but most Americans want a fair fight, right? right? They want to feel like, first of all, the candidates were fairly vetted, which they know that that's not true. They know that Joe Biden, the press covered up for him. Um, they want to feel like the elections were somewhat fair. I think people understand that, especially in big cities, there's always some kind of BS going on. But for the most part, they want to feel like the rules were followed Individual voices, you know, their vote actually counted that the election officials who are in charge handled ballots and the election in a fair way, in a constitutional way. That's what Americans want. They want a fair fight. This was beyond a fair fight for four years, but especially, you know, in the closing weeks and now what we're finding out now. And I think it's not just going to be the Trump people, 73 million voters who are going to retaliate in some way after this is over, you're just going to have regular Americans who are going about their business. Maybe they didn't vote, but they, this will just continue to chip away at the trust that they have in our institution and in our, our country. Yeah. I, I mean, except for the most violent partisans, um, I, I want to believe, and maybe I'm wrong, but I want to believe that the regular person doesn't support vote fraud. And if you said to them, do you want your candidate to win even though he cheated to win? It'd be interesting to see how they would answer that question. And oh, you know, 90 percent of Democrats would say yes. Yes. <laughs> no, they would. Be, that's, and that's why all of these allegations are being cavalierly dismissed. There's lawsuits. They keep saying there's no evidence. There's so many lawsuits already filed already that are public. Go look at the affidavits. Go look at what they're saying happened. And then they're like, why don't you have evidence? Dude, they haven't even finished counting the votes. How are you supposed to get evidence? You know, the, all they're saying is there's irregularities. This is weird. This goes against the rules. They want to look in close into it. But <clears throat> this is just a power play. It's a power play. And I mean, to be honest, I'm I'm not optimistic, you know, but what I do think is at the very least is the <clears throat> GOP or good people in the GOP, but not working under the traditional GOP structures. They need to get as much of this out there as possible so that people know and that they can make decisions. I guess it's kind of funny to think like, oh, I guess, you know, we'll vote them out in the next election. It's kind of like, will you? <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> it's kind of an interesting dilemma. But it's really important to get as much of this out as possible um, for, for people to at least know, to be aware of. Yes. I mean, I would look, uh, if Trump law, if I thought Trump lost fairly, I'd be like, okay. I mean, I'd be upset, but I'd be okay, fine. Right. It, it of happens. Course. We're grown-ups. You know, 
it, right. it happens. It sucks. But, you know, we've all we've we've criticized things Trump's done, mistakes he's made, bad judgment calls. Not a big fan of some of his tweets, but OK, fine. So so but I think that because it's so unfair, <laughs> that is the problem is that because people feel that it's unfair and it's not it it it's it's not proper to say that they're crazy and everyone except the mainstream media and the people with an interest in a certain outcome are the only sane ones that's just gaslighting it it really is and i think this gets to the core problem the rot in our country right now which is the news media they are such an insidious force in the country right now. Um, it's not even that they can't be trusted. They are full out at war with the American people. When Trump says enemy of the people, it is not an exaggeration. The New York Times headline is a perfect example of this. You know, the burying of the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden stories. This was funny, though, Liz, the other day. Did you see the reporters are already starting to complain about the lack of accessibility yes. to Joe Biden? I think it was it Chris Salissa who was uh, like disappointed. Ryan Lizza? Was it, Ryan Lizza. I think it was I Ryan Lizza. I get them right. mixed up. Yeah. Ryan Lizza, who went out to, you know, Devin Nunes's family farm in Iowa yeah. to like skulk around and spy on them, now is complaining that no one at the Biden campaign will return his phone calls. Well, what did you dummies think was going to happen? I know, right? He takes you for the fools that you are. It's hilarious. Well, they probably thought that they would be allowed to, like, literally move into the White House. Like, you know, because they're, they're in the family. You know what I mean? They probably thought that they were going to be welcome with open arms, like the Iraqis greeting them as, as liberators, liberators. Like that. Yes, yeah, exactly. Like, that's what they thought. Now, a whole bunch of them have already been tapped to go into a Biden administration because it's just a smooth transition. It's like, right. just... You know, like there's no, you know, um, bumps or anything. It's just more the same. Um, but it, I don't know what the next four years or I get at least six months with Biden, if he lasts that long, are going to look like. Because what is this is what uh, we can move on to kind of like a related topic, which is what does the media landscape look like now? Are what's going to happen to the the circulation? or web clicks now right. that there's not Trump. What's what are they going to have? They're going to have to fire a bunch of people. I mean, they brought on all these people to do nothing but document every time Trump belched, you know, once he's gone, <laughs> what are you going to do? That's a great point. What are they going to do with all this time? I mean, are people going to doom scroll at the Atlantic or Vox or Vice or political the and- New Yorker or Politico or New York magazine or any of these other anti-Trump rags? What, what are, are people what are people going to do? And and also, who's going to tune into MSNBC or CNN or or those clowns on late night show? You know, the Jimmy Kimmel's and the Seth, whatever that guy's name, Seth Meyers and Steve, not Steve Carell, that one guy that looks like him, though. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who they are. I don't watch. Yeah, them. What but, are they going to do? What what where are they going to get their their readership front if they're not selling Trump hysteria? That's a really great question. And I get this question too about the never Trumpers, like what happens to them now? Because you are, you know, this is great. So just like the media is upset with Joe Biden, you could already see the Democrats and the leftists are turning on the never Trumpers for 
not doing their job and taking money and time away from Democrats. But um, who also didn't do their job since they almost lost control of the House. But go ahead. What's great, Liz, is that the people like Mitt Romney and Ben Sass, who think that they're going to get eaten last, are going to get eaten first because the they've they've carved themselves out now as like sort of these independent, you know, anti-Trump Republican. Well, now they're going to get pressure to go along with the Democrats. So when Mitt Romney says, no, I'm going to go vote against, which he probably won't, but you know, I'm not going to go along with whatever Chuck Schumer says if they take, or I'm going to go it. They are going to be the next targets. Yeah. Well, right. And, and they, they'll, they will be because they need to get reelected in their own district. You know, they eventually will have to go back to the state. And if they're voting for like post birth abortion and, you know, everybody has to memorize 1619 project, that's a tough sell in Nebraska and Utah. You better believe it. So yeah. they're, they, it, they are going to they're going to learn. There's no making nice with these people. You can't make nice. They, they had their four years where I guess they felt comfortable because they didn't have to defend all of the you know things about Trump that were, you know, a little a little rough around the edges. That's great. But guess what? Those days are over now. And, you know, you're not if you, you want to vote for the Green New Deal, then your days in the Senate are numbered. And it's going to be a exactly very interesting. Right. It's going to be a very interesting to see what becomes of journalism. And, you know, also these freaks in the media and their handmaidens and their Soros dark money and whatever, you know, they're making lists of people. I, I, I think that's also disturbing to the average person you know, who may not like Trump, but doesn't think that somebody should be basically driven into poverty and homelessness because they worked in the Trump administration. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, what's funny is you see these pathetic losers at the Lincoln Project, and then you see someone like Jennifer Rubin, like threaten people like us. Yeah. What do you think you're going to do to me? Like, what are they going to do to us? And then they have lists of here's the Trump administration. No corporation should hire them. Jennifer, these people, their arrogance is only exceeded by their stupidity because who does she really think major corporate? Now, maybe they will. I don't know. You look at Pfizer, you know, they're going to they're all in bed with the Democrats. But these Trump administration officials are still going to have leverage in Washington. And that's all that these corporations or anyone else cares about. Well, they just want access. You're right. And the fact here's here's the 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 plain truth. The plain truth is that whoever claims to be a representative of the Republican Party isn't necessarily in sync with the people and the people are the votes and the votes are what these people want to control. So you can that's why I'm I want to encourage people to just change our registration to independent so that there's no way someone like Mitt Romney or Ben Sass or any of these other pussies can go out there and claim they have the power of the GOP behind them because there's just not going to be any power anymore because those people don't represent. They don't represent the voters. You know, 73 million people. OK, those are not Romney voters. That's right. So they, No, no, you're right. So it, it's like I said, it's going to be very it's going to be very interesting to see how this sort of sorts itself out. I, I, I don't necessarily I don't necessarily know, but I think even Trumpism or what the media derisively calls Trumpism is really doesn't have anything to do with Trump. And and that's, that's not right. going to go away. So that's right. 
you know, they, they are, they're a cult of personality, but a lot of these people, they like Trump because Trump represents them, not the other way around. So that's, that's exactly right. Yes. So that's, um, that's our hour. We went by fast. Wow. Raging. Raging. Just before we go, there was some news that just came across the wire about Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. Now, I don't see a source for this, but this guy is a reporter. Dr- judge order segregated ballots should not be counted. It rules Secretary of State lacked statutory authority to override election law. Critically, the state has Republican state legislature. As we know, um, SCOTUS may ultimately decide the case now. So that just came across. Well, I hope they know that those ballots were not set aside. That's right. So. Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what they're going to do. I've heard they're not set aside. I'd be shocked if they were set aside. So this is going to get ugly. That's they'll all. be separated from their envelopes and we'll just won't know. So that's yeah, it is going to get ugly. So on that ugly note, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Happy Hour this week. We'll be back next week. Um, have a great week. Take a weekend. Turn, turn off the news. Turn on the masters. Yeah. (laughs) Just turn on anything, really. I mean, I just found that there's like a 90210 cable channel on Pluto, which is like a free streaming service because we're going to cut cable here. I'm in I'm in pig heaven and Melrose Place. I can just watch 90210 and Melrose Place. Still more interesting than the and then politics. So thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks for listening to Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. We'll see you next week.